Something tangled up here. <laughs> well, good evening, everybody. It's been a couple of weeks, but this is Hints of Hope from the House H3 coming to you live from Believer's Worship Center right here in the sanctuary. Glad to be here this evening. It is a beautiful evening outside. I know many of you are probably taking advantage of that, but glad for those who are tuning in with us live and those who will tune in with us or download the podcast later. I have a special friend with me tonight. Most of you at BWC will remember Jimmy Carney. Glad to have Jimmy with us. He agreed graciously to come and, uh, and offer us some, uh, some of his words of wisdom this evening. Brother Ivan is, uh, is traveling. He, uh, he wished me to tell y'all he was so busy today. Uh, he had meetings back and back and back on the golf course. <laughs> and he was, he was gracious enough to send me text messages all day of his scores and pictures of his office, quote unquote. So uh, I'm sure I'll pay that back on him when we get a chance. But uh, got a great topic today. Uh, I want to start out by saying thank you to everybody who was here Sunday. Uh, it, was a, it was a good spirit in the room, and I appreciate everybody who came and uh, was there to support uh, myself and, and BWC, particularly this gentleman right here, and all for the reason that we're going to talk about tonight. So as anybody enters into anything, but particularly into ministry, there's a lot of thought, prayer, and, and counsel that goes into that. And if there isn't, then you probably shouldn't be doing what you're doing. So we're talking today about advice and counsel. Who do you get it from? Where do you get it from? Have there been times that you had advice that you didn't take? Are there times that there was advice you didn't take, you wished you had? And all the ins and outs of that. So we're going we're gonna to start off by, by talking about in the Bible, where does it say anything about counsel? So Jimmy, man, you're, you're extremely well read on this. You, you've been around a few times. Give, give us your take on it. Well, uh, Big shoes to feel alive and not being here. But anyway, I guess I guess I started taking advice when, when they started putting stuff on milk jugs back in the 50s. <laughs> they, they would put advice on there and everything. But uh, I, I've grown a little bit uh, from that. But in Proverbs, Proverbs 12, 15, it says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But a wise man, he is who listens to counsel. And that's what I've tried to do all my life is to find somebody that's been through something or older person that would uh, show me something and uh, teach me something. And, and if they can save me a few steps or a few troubles or something, uh, I would go with that advice. And then that grew into life itself. So uh, it's different kinds of advices is how to live and how to do and, and, uh, some people are not open to it. Some, when I was 16, I knew it all. Yeah. But then I found out later when I got 20, 25, that my daddy knew a lot. Yeah. I, uh, my father and I had a conversation one time, and he said, you know, you'll never be as smart as you were at 18 years old. Hmm. And he said, the older you get, it's amazing. He said, the older you get, the smarter I get. And he, he's not wrong. I mean, what you just said is that the, the, the further along I get, the realize. I, I had nothing going for me at that <laughs> yeah. but he did. Uh, 
Man, I, Jimmy, the, I call it in my practice. We call it stupid tax, <laughs> right? And I think I think there's a local radio guy that refers to it as that too. But when you adamantly go get counsel or or don't go get counsel, and you decide to go at your own, like oh, I, you know, I'm not going to worry about going and talking to anybody about that, or I'm I'm just going to jump off, and it doesn't work out. And then you still got to go get counsel to figure out how to dig out of the new hole you're in. That's the stupid tax. I've paid a lot of stupid tax. I'm still I'm still getting that wisdom. Mm. What about you? Uh, you never stop taking advice. Yeah. Uh, you're always learning. I agree with that. And you you always got to. I was always taught, and I know some people at the church laugh at me, but I've I've got this comment that my daddy taught me: you can always do better. And the reason he come up with that, he only had a third grade education. And he, he instilled in me, you know, the American way, you can always do better. You can always better yourself and everything. But uh, it got where I couldn't go to school like it is now. I mean, anybody can go to school, you know, yeah. uh, trade school and stuff. And, and uh, which, which I did go to trade school my last three years of high school. But I got most of mine from the Bible. Uh, talking to Ivan and everything, I told him I was an uneducated truck driver. And he says, you're not uneducated because you know the Bible. Yep. Uh, I can remember my daddy with a third grade education, went to a pretty big church in Nashville. And his pastor had all kinds of PhDs and everything. And my daddy was uh, a greeter on the back door. And whenever the pastor had a tough question, he'd come and ask my daddy. And my daddy says, what are you asking me for? I ain't got no education. <laughs> he says, well, you know the Bible. Yep. And he said, well, hopefully you know a little bit about, about the Bible, you know? <laughs> and, 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 and uh, you know, you can learn on your own. You can learn as much as you want to learn about yep. the Bible. Anyway, I, I, I wrote down four little things right here yeah. that I want to bring up here. Is uh, how do you get advice from God? Ah. And uh, I, I kind of went back over my 70 years, uh, and, and uh, I, got, I got it through the principles and examples of the Bible. Yep. By reading the Bible, you, you kind of get examples and everything. And we was talking about it earlier about King David. You know, when he sinned and he lost his son and everything, mm -hmm. he repented to God and, and he wanted wanted the joy of his salvation. Uh, now, he didn't lose his salvation, but he lost that joy of salvation. So, yeah, you can be a Christian and be unhappy. Yep. Uh, but here at BWC, we want you, want you to know that you can know that you know that you know, and That's you can right. have that peace beyond all, all understanding. That's it. You don't have to jump to no, no hoops or nothing. Just be yourself and, and repent. And number two, I use the, the counsel of friends, peers, and even our pastor. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, you were, you were just talking about King David. Even King David had the mighty men, mm -hmm. right? And that was his group of counselors. Wisely so, not just the young guys on the block that he grew up with, but he also took in the the elders at the time, the people who had served a little before him and got a great rounded mix of people to give him advice and counsel. Uh, God also guides you through circumstances. I know. For sure. You had a big day here Sunday and we talked a little bit earlier. Your life's fixing to change big time. <laughs> I, You know, my, <laughs> my wife asked me when we walked out of here Sunday, as, as wives tend to do, she said, do you feel any different? And I said, you know, I, I don't. I don't I don't feel different walking out of here. So maybe it just hasn't hit me yet. And yesterday we had a chance uh to to just sit, she and I, and talk for a little bit. And I said, you know, I said, it it's weird that 
there, I walk around now with an expectation that I don't think I walked around with before. And uh, it's just the feeling of, and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal from you for a second. It's everything that I've encountered since Ivan and I started having these conversations, but especially since Sunday, I walk around with that impression of you could do better. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think anybody, when you approach a, a subject or a circumstance with the concept of I could do better, you know, that's, that's an expectation. And that, that's, that's different. That's life changing. So I'm already 48 hours later, I'm already in it. There's an old story in the Old Testament. I forget what the book is in now. Uh, it might be in First Kings, Second Kings, uh, where Saul was trying to kill David, and uh, he, he went into a cave. And this this old guy was in this village, and he rallied the people to give them food and everything. He said, "We don't want King David and men to die." So he he went on and, and fed them, and and, mm -hmm. and they hid David and everything. And so as the story goes on, and Saul gets killed and everything, he takes over the throne. David. King David remembered this guy. Mm -hmm. And he went back to the village and said, come live in my palace with me. And he says, no, no. He said, uh, my eyes are weak. I can't dance like I used to. can't drink like I used to. You know, uh, women don't bother me no more. Yeah. He said, I'm an old man. Uh, I don't need to be in your palace. And uh, he says, you know, God groomed me for this one thing. And that kind of stuck in me. Is God grooming me for one thing, one particular thing? Am I going to get there and then not do it? Because I have had situations to do things and I didn't do it. And man, that's the stupid tax. That that's the stupid tax. But you you feel that you're so hurting. You said, man, I wish I'd do that over again. I would do it different. Yeah. So, so that's just a that's a check on your salvation. The Holy Spirit is grieving you. Yeah. So I mean, that that's an interesting that we I hadn't even thought of. Did you get the advice? You were gonna go do it, and then at the last minute, kind of chicken out, right? And right. not take it, man. That's uh, I think we've been there. Most people have, have yeah, faced yeah. that that wall. Yeah, no, I have. Yeah, and and the fourth thing here, God guides and answers to prayer. Yes, boy, when you have an answer to prayer, hey, I'm like you. I want to charge hell with a water pistol. That's I want to put it out, man. But uh, uh -uh. Uh, it's it's 102 verses in the Bible about advice, so it's, yep. it's all through there. Uh, and, and I was thinking before I got here, what advice would God give me? You know, God's a big, you know, what, what? and I go back to Proverbs 3, 8, the first part of that. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on, on your own understanding. Yeah. Because uh, like I said before, uh, I, I preached here maybe three or four months ago when I was talking about going to the old outhouse. Yeah. I was at my granny's house and I, I've got this lantern and, you know, it only shines about six foot around. I try to hold it up where it go eight foot around. And I go out to the outhouse out 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 at, at nighttime. And, you know, we still had varmints back in. <laughs> it, it didn't take me long to get there and get back. Yeah. But we only see what's around us. God sees the whole picture. And, and we got to put our trust in him. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I know who holds tomorrow. That's it. And I know who takes care of me. And so... Uh, God gives you good advices and, and you can fall back on his promises. God has never let me down. That's a, yeah, and that's a great illustration, Jimmy. I thought so when you gave that, that speech up here and, and, and now that you say that again tonight, the idea that we've all been in a situation where it was dark and we could only see, you know, the three feet in front of us, but the, the, we know 
mm -hmm. that there's more out there. We just can't see it. And the fact that, you know, we know in, in life is the same way. We can't see beyond what our light shines to light up for us. That's a, that's a great uh, message in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So I, I think you, you, you posed a great question earlier on, you know, can you get counsel from God? And I think that not only can you, but we, we should. Mm -hmm. I, I have strived in my life to make sure that I have a, um, you know, that I have a, a, a wise old man for every topic that I, that I have to go against. And COVID was interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And I remember Ivan and I, we were, we were sitting around after they had shut everything down and we thought we were going to get to open on, on a Sunday. And we were watching the press conferences when it came in and they said, no, we're going to delay the opening again. And because we think the, the peak is going to hit in October, but not 48 hours prior to that, the peak was going to be in June. <laughs> and, and we were just, we were flabbergasted because we, we just couldn't understand, you know, we've got the smartest people in the planet and they can't figure this out. And, and, and at the same time, Ivan and I were trying to figure out, you know, do we, do we shut this down? Do we, do we try to do this? And, and, and Leslie and I were fighting with, you know, do we send the kids back to school? Do we make them do online? Do you do a vaccine? Do you not? And the topic came up and Ivan and I were talking and I said to him, I said, Ivan, there's no wise old man on this subject. It, it's just us. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and we're kind of feeling our way through it. I, hopefully not the way you did get to the outhouse. Hopefully you didn't do that. But, you know, sometimes you can ask counsel you can you can get your friends you can get those around you who know a thing or two but when there's not anybody here that knows that's when you have to step into the book that's when you have to really step up in prayer and wait for those answers and unfortunately as, as Garth Brooks tells us sometimes the answers are what don't come right and that's your answer and uh, I, my brother is a whole lot like me yeah he didn't shut his church down he called a little heck for it and everything. Uh, I go back to 1 Kings 4, 34. It's about King Solomon. Uh, people would come from everywhere to hear him, Solomon's advice. Uh, every king on earth would come for his wisdom. Before King Solomon died, he said, it's two things a man ought to do. He ought to love the Lord and keep his commandments. Yep. You know, y'all was... Everybody was in turmoil during the COVID and everything, but I got to witness to more people doing COVID Absolutely. than anything in my life because I was in the kill zone and they'd asked me and I said, you cannot live in fear. Yep. And they said, well, how do you, how do you not live in fear? And I said, well, I know where I'm going. I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so I got to witness to them. And, and I work with a lot of young people and they always <laughs> ask me, how come I always have good luck? And I said, hey, I don't have good luck. I said, I have bad things happen to me. And they said, no, we have bad things happen to me. And I said, well, y'all have bad things happen to y'all because if you make bad decisions, bad things are coming. That's it. And I try to make good decisions and good things will follow you. Uh, I said, you reap what you sow. Yep. And that's a whole new lesson for him. So uh, COVID was really hard. Yeah. But it really got the word out there. And my brother preached hard on it. Yeah. Because you know, we need spiritual revival. Yes. And uh, for sure. Uh, Hey, we just need we just need a revival. Well, we it was the first time that Ivan and I had to go and and counsel with uh, with an attorney. 
mm-hmm. and and say, look, you know, they're 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 telling us this. And at one point, churches were included, then churches weren't included, and it wasn't real clear. And we finally, when they pushed it back the third time, we said, look, June 1st, we've been down long enough. And like I said, we not only, we didn't know what we would go back into in June. When we when we shut down on March 15th, a day that will forever live in infamy, when we shut down on the 15th, we, we had maybe eight to 10 members. And when we came back on June 1st, I think there were, there were 15 people there that day. So we'd already come up a couple. And by the time we got to the end of 21, I think you were there with us at yeah. that point. And we were up upwards close of, of 20 at that point. So I know because we got the phone calls during that time. I mean, there, like I said, there were ministries that not only closed, but, but shut down. Yeah. And I'm, I was always extremely proud. I'm still proud of BWC that we didn't just, you know, we grew. Yeah, fold up. Yeah. That's it. We didn't fold up. We we managed to stay alive. We we grew the thing. And and now, of course, through our action through COVID, we we were able to be blessed with this building here. But so Jimmy, you went to Proverbs and, and I did too. Mm-hmm. I went a little bit further down in the book. I went to 19, mm-hmm. where he says, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou may be wise in the la- in thy latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord will stand. And so that answer's right there. Can you find it? Absolutely, you can find it, and you should. And the idea that, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to figure out how to say this. I've learned through my years of counseling that sometimes what you're feeling ain't what you're feeling, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Even what you're thinking, what you're feeling will give way, will give, you know, will tell on you, will, will, will betray you. The counsel from God will not. That will stand true. And you can take that to the bank and you can, you can rest your heart on that. And, and I think you've certainly done that in your life. I'm certainly uh, trying to do it more and more every day. But let me ask you this. Let me shift from taking advice and getting advice to giving it. That's obviously the other side of the coin. You give advice much? Uh, yes, I do give uh, so advice a, much. That was a question. Uh, when, when somebody comes to me and says, can you pray for me? I said, yeah, I sure will. But I can teach you how to pray for yourself. Mm. Uh, I went to a psychiatrist one time after my daddy died. And uh, he was a Christian psychiatrist. He said, why are you here? I said, well, I, I cry when I pray. And he says, boy, you got it. And I said, I got what? <laughs> he says, a man can cry. I yeah. said, well, I was taught a man couldn't cry. He said, no, a man's got feelings too. A man can cry. And truly, I think that's what's holding this country together. There's people like us yep. that will bow our knees, bow our bed. If something's on our heart, we'll cry about it. I go back to Titus. When he went into the service here. Yep. I'll go back to you last Sunday. Uh, we pray for Robbie and uh, Robbie's wife, and we pray for different people up here. Uh, God honors that. Yeah, I truly believe that when you're when you're humble like that, God respects that. And what goes around comes around. I'm telling you, brother. Ain't, ain't that uh, sir? I, when I started in the freight business back in the late '60s, uh, God told me an old Chinese pro- uh, proverb. He said, if you, if, you, if you sit on a riverbank long enough, you'll see your enemies float down. 
And that's true enough, because they'll kill themselves. Yeah. You just stay back and pray for them. It's like throwing hot water on them. Yeah. And, uh, uh, that's an interesting, you can make me think on that one, Jim. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. I've run through a lot of them over my lifetime, but, and, uh, I, I, I've been with people that said, you only had to pray about it once. And I said, no, no, no. And they said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, Jesus was in a garden. He prayed three times for the same thing. So that, that tells me I need to keep on praying for something. And it talks about it in Psalms, about he gives you the desires of your heart. Yes. Well, that's stuff I can't do. That's, that's salvation of my children, my grandchildren, somebody sick, uh, my families and stuff. You know, uh, I used to minister to like 130 families at once. And it was hard, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Made a lot of friends. Uh, uh, people nowadays will see me out and they'll say, hey, you know, pray, still pray still for us? You know? yeah. I said, yeah, I pray for everybody. Usually I pray myself to sleep. It's uh, a good way to go down. Uh, yeah, and if I wake up, I'll pray or I'll say, you want to tell me something? Yeah. I think that tickles God when he when you say, hey, you want to tell me something? I knew a uh, one of our former ministers a uh, long time ago said if you go through a period where you can't sleep you should read the bible right because it'll you know likely whatever's running through your mind keeping you awake is of the devil mm -hmm. and one of two things will happen he'll give up and get mad because you're reading god's word or you'll fall asleep and either way something mm -hmm. good happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if you do that only well, good can <laughs> that goes back to your thoughts. Your yeah. thoughts is usually coming from two different directions, yeah. either Satan or God, okay? Mm. And you don't want to really dwell on Satan because then you'll say, well, that's my thought and everything because you, you do a thought and then you word and a deed and, you, and you're, in, you're in sin, you know, they got you. And so whenever you do get this advice, you, you need to par parallel that with the Bible. Yep. It's a plumb line that Henry Blackaby used to do uh, and it's got to be straight. And, you know, uh, it used to be the world's right here and the Christian's right here. Yeah. We should have stayed here and the world's going down, but we, we're, we're going down with the world and we're yeah. supposed to be holy. So, Jimmy, that it's, I love that you said this, that you're kind of taking me down here. You're going right down my path. I have a, at least a source of advice and counsel that has been in my life from the very get-go, and that would be be my dad. Okay. And I know for you, I've heard a lot of my dad told me, my dad taught me, and and I think for most people, for most, albeit there are some in, in some unfortunate circumstances, we have mom, right? Mom offers a little bit different type of advice, <laughs> yeah. and dads offer a different type of advice. You're a dad, you've given some dad advice before, mm -hmm. and, uh, and you've certainly taken some dad advice before, so what's a what's a gem? Share with us a gem that your dad gave you that you then turned around and passed down. Uh, I know uh, years ago he, he he gave me a good worth ethic. He yeah. said if you work work like you're doing it for the Lord. So I become a teacher back in the '60s and in the '70s I was working the freight dock, and it was guy there and he said you're working too hard. And I says, what do you mean? He says, you're working too hard. And I says, well, the union don't sign my check. Get a freight. I used to work, get a freight. Signs my check. He said, well, you're working too hard. You're making us look bad. I said, well, I can't help that. Well, he, he kept on coming back during the night, getting on me, jumping on me and everything. And 
Well, I took it off. I could. I, I cut into him, man. I was like a sailor. I, I yeah. cut into him. I caught him everything. And he, he got to laugh and he went back to his trailer. And after about 15 minutes, Holy Spirit kept talking to me. He said, you need to go back and apologize to him. I said, okay. So here I go down in this trailer. I go in there with him. And he says, uh, you want some more of it? I said, no, I've come to apologize. I shouldn't call you all them names. I want you to accept my apology. And the boy got to crying. I said, did he, okay. No, I, I don't said, said what's wrong with you? He says, I'm 35 years old. Nobody's ever apologized to me. Man. And I said, well, I'm a Christian. You know, and I want to apologize. Me and him become good friends after that. But God can take something bad and turn it around. Absolutely. So, and the devil wants to take something good and turn it back bad. That's it. And so that's what he instilled in me. What I do, do it like I'm working for Jesus Christ. Yep. My dad is a big movie buff. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that he and I did together a lot when I was still at home. Because we watched you know, all the good movies. Uh, I think he and I probably watched Tombstone 30 times. But we also watched uh, Dirty Hair. Right, dad yeah, loved dirty. Make my day. That's it. <laughs> and one of the greatest things my dad ever gave me, he loved the line. And my dad was, I, I loved, my, my dad would hang on the line that nobody remembered, right? It wasn't the one liner that got you. There's a line in the movie, and dad gave it to me. He said, A man's got to know his limitations. Mm -hmm. And when I was a kid, I think that was just a movie line. And I don't really understand. I think there was an explosion behind him when he says it or mm -hmm. something. So I always thought that was kind of where dad got it. But uh, when we went through cancer, um, I was forced to learn my limitations. Um, yeah. Forcefully so that I didn't enjoy it. But here recently I found that, you know, my, my son, uh, our older son is in New York in the Coast Guard. And he's getting ready to negotiate his, his RIA whether he'll do another four years or not. And he's, he's in a place he doesn't want to be uh, doing a job. He's not necessarily real fond of and He's trying to make that decision. And I said, son, I'm going to tell you something that my dad told me and I didn't get it. And I hope you do. A man's got to know his limitations. And so I don't know what Lance will do with that. Uh, but I know that if somebody had, had convinced me of that, there'd be a few less scars from me trying to exceed my limitations well beyond what I should have. So, yeah. all right. Well, listen, Jimmy. I want I want to leave everybody with a parting shot. So you got everybody that's going to listen to us tonight. Everybody's going to download it later. We're talking about advice and counsel. What's the one piece of advice and counsel you'd give to us today that we can take with us? Uh, be like what King Solomon said: Love the Lord and and be obedient to Him. Keep His commandments. Uh, that's that's a big thing. If you're obedient, and he knows what you can take, he knows what you can't take, and he's not going to put something on you you can't handle. That's and it. I told you earlier, yep. he's gonna not going to ask you to do something that he ain't prepared you to do. That's it. I love that when you said it to me earlier because I used to have a boss that they held out all the time that he's the greatest boss in the world. He won't ask you to do anything <laughs> he won't do himself. And how much greater is it? That not only will this guy not do something that he that he won't do himself, but he won't give me anything that he knows he hadn't already got to be ready for. Right? And I think that's even better. So that being said, if you are feeling compelled to make some changes in your life, boy, have I got a place for you to come be supported. 
We're filled full of counselors like this young man right here. <laughs> there aren't a whole lot of decisions that I've made up to and including the design of my driveway here recently yeah, yeah, yeah. that I haven't made without his help uh, and the help of some of the other people in our church. So if you uh, are struggling with some decisions, if you'd like to make that decision, I encourage you to come find a church home uh, or at least a church that could become home where you can do that. And if you need one here in the Middle Tennessee area, I'd love to recommend Believer's Worship Center. We're going to have services starting this Sunday at 1030. You're welcome to join us as early as 930. Sometimes we have donuts, coffees, and all kinds mm. of good stuff. So come, uh, come one, come all. Uh, I do want to remind everybody that we have a special, assuming that the weather holds out, we have mm -hmm. a special uh, get-together, just kind of a fellowship, after services on Sunday. So if you're coming and you want to visit and you've been thinking about visiting, uh, barbecue seems like the good good reason to pick yeah, this yeah, Sunday to yeah. visit. So uh, do that with us. It'll immediately follow service. We're going to light the coals and, and get out there and have a good time because that's obedient. We're told to, to have a good time, to play our stringed instruments, to dance, to have joy. And that's the joy of our salvation is to spend time with others who are of like mind and like heart. So come and join us and be a part of that. I also want to remind everybody that tomorrow is National Day of Prayer. And so I want to invite everyone to join us here at uh, our Facebook Live tomorrow, noonish. And we're going to take a, a moment of prayer as an organization, as a church, as Christians, as the big church. Uh, I always talk here at BUWC about uh, Church Little C, Church Big C. Uh, we're going to take a few minutes of prayer tomorrow to join in the National Day of Prayer. I encourage you to join us there. I also encourage you to join us on your own as you bow down uh, by your bedside this evening and tomorrow. And uh, what are you praying about? And... Wow, we got a mellow mood there. That wasn't where I thought we were headed. <laughs> but uh, join us. Come one, come all. It's going to be a great time this Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there. Jimmy, you'll be, I'll there. be there. So we will see everybody on Sunday. You guys have a great rest of your week.